So hi everybody, welcome to another podcast of the Future Tech series, um, a podcast series aimed at STEM graduates where myself, Charlie Sell, the MD at Arrows Group is interviewing, speaking to CTOs, CEOs of technical businesses in the UK, um, asking them their thoughts, their story, thoughts on emerging technologies and, and future job roles. So really pleased to have Alex Kierkorp with me today. He's the CEO of Storage OS, a global client native storage company. Um, good morning, Alex. Good morning. Really nice to be here, Charlie. This is, yeah, this is, how uh, are you today? Um, I'm fine, thank you. It's, uh, it's uh, day 155 of lockdown, so <laughs> there you go for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've literally just been uh, talking now, haven't we, that uh, just before doing this podcast, having kids running around in the background for me or dogs or, you know, we're, we're, it's a new way of learning, isn't it, working from home? It, it, it definitely is. There's, there's definitely the benefit of, uh, you know, not having to do commutes. Um, but yeah, home life, mixing home life and work life is always an interesting challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So, first question, f fascinating to know a bit about your story. So, so how did I get into technology? Well, it's, it's actually, um, you know, I was always very into computers and, you know, tinkering around on my ZX Spectrum and, and my Archimedes when I was a kid. And um, when I left school, I took a summer job um, doing coding. And at the end of that summer job, I was supposed to, um, you know, do my A-levels and then go to university. And in the end, um, the, the company I was working for offered to, to take me on full time. And so I had this, this great dilemma because this was, this was a few years back. Um, and, you know, the university courses weren't quite as they are today. So, so I, I had this, this dilemma of, do I learn on the job or do I learn uh, in formal education? And I kind of took the decision to, to learn on the job. Um, you know, did, did uh, all of my uh, A-levels and, and uh, university diplomas sort of uh, part-time in the evenings uh, over the next few years. Um, and, and that has been a really good experience for me. I've always been, um, I've always sort of, um, being eager to find out more and how things work, and I guess that's 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 driven uh, a lot of the a lot of the the opportunities for me because I've 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 just wanted to 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 figure out how these things work and and just put myself into the right positions. Um, over time, um, I've I've gravitated to working in infrastructure and engineering in in, in infrastructure, and and again, primarily that was about you know figuring out how the the computer environments and the data centers worked um and uh, and i was fortunate enough to to land in um financial services um so so i worked for uh nomura which is a japanese investment yeah. bank for for something like 10 years um and during that time uh, i was i was there between 2008 and 2010, when uh, you know the, the big financial crash happened, so uh, Nomura was uh, was sort of a, 
a, I guess a, a player in that particular story because we ended up acquiring um, Lehman's Brothers in in Europe and in Asia um, when uh, when uh, they went bankrupt and um, we had this huge, enormous, once in a lifetime type project um, to figure out how to integrate the two different banking systems, but also how to how to um, uh, migrate uh, all of the environment from Lehman's Brothers into the Namura environment, and we had to do that, you know, under the the, the, the a lot of uh, scrutiny because, of course, you know, we were in the middle of this of this financial crisis. So so. That was a that was one of those type of projects which was two years in length. I probably worked every single weekend, <laughs> and and uh, and ended up um, ended up uh, uh, you know managing to 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 lead that project and, and and get sort of you know what I I I kind of look back on that now and and sort of see that I got ten years of experience out of those two years. Um, <clears throat> the I guess the the. The one thing, though, I, I, I'd sort of take away is that I was very, very fortunate to have um, the ability to move around in lots of different roles. So, so I, I, I've always had this focus on, on engineering, but I've had um, management opportunities and uh, opportunities to, to sort of work in different silos, whether it's, um, you know, Unix, for example, or, or storage, or, or security, and, uh, and 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 you know similar sort of roles like that, and and that's given me um, you know a bit of a broad uh, experience of of how all of these different um, silos interact, and I guess I guess that's um, that's uh, that's probably one of the key bits of advice I'd, I'd I'd give to to anybody looking at a career in technology, which is um, you know, it's it's kind of very tempting to get stuck in one particular silo and 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 stay there, um, but actually, you know, getting that broad understanding is 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 so so valuable to your to your long term career. Um, and then finally, after after Nomura, I I was extremely lucky and um, uh, and I moved to Goldman Sachs, where where amongst other things, I was their, their global head of engineering for storage. Um, and it was actually there at, at Goldman Sachs that um, we start. I, I sort of um, got some of the ideas that, that eventually led to to creating Storage OS. So we, you know, we were we were looking at um, new ways of automating infrastructure um, and providing uh, software-defined versions of of, of infrastructure, um, and. We saw this. We saw this gap that where the commercial vendors, I guess, weren't keeping up with this new cloud experience that um, that people were were adopting. So, so you know, I have this this sort of thesis that that cloud isn't a place, but it's 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 a way of managing your um, your environment. You know, people uh, and end users and business just love the fact that you have this self-service on-off consumption model um, where you know deployment is automated and, and, and you can get access to to infrastructure um, with a click of a button um, and I think um, you know lots of enterprises just wanted to replicate that experience in, in 
in their environments. Um, and so, and so after after Goldman Sachs, um, I I started up Storage OS on that basis to to create a a software solution for storage that allowed this 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 cloud native experience uh, and the self service functionality. Um, and I must admit, it's been it's been a wild a wild ride transitioning from the the, the corporate sort of culture to the to the to the startup culture. Um, I, I I remember that that first year, I actually put on a shirt and tie every single day, even though I was working from home, just to just <laughs> because because I I'd, I'd, I'd kind of got it into this mindset that a shirt and tie was needed to 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 get into work mode, um, and uh, but it's 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 definitely been a fantastic adventure and and sort of the concept of you know. Planting a seed, building something from from scratch, yeah. building building the team, um, and then seeing it sort of uh, grow into into a real product that's that's used in in real organizations is 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 such a such an amazing experience. Yeah. So sort of on on that note, I would just add that you know if you have that spark, if you fancy being an entrepreneur. Should definitely consider taking that leap. Yeah. You know, it's it's so hard to actually take that leap um, because of peer pressure in some senses, right? You know, I if I if I think back over sort of twenty five years before I before I started Storage OS, there were multiple times when I thought, "Wow, that's a good idea. I wonder if I could do that." And you know, you. You keep getting um, dissuaded in some senses because timing is never right. You yeah. know, maybe maybe it's more important to buy a house, or maybe it's more important to pay off some debts, or maybe it's more important to you know get married or, or worry about your kids, or you know, there's always some big life event in the middle. Um, but but the reality is, if if you're passionate about something and you love something and you want to see it happen. Um, Take the opportunity, take take the gamble, and, and and actually, you've got you've got a lot less to lose if you try that early on in your career. Um, so it's 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 definitely something you know. The one my my sort of second piece of advice would be definitely do do what what you're passionate about and do 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 what you love. If if you manage to get that uh, in in your in your career, then then you're super lucky. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's really inspiring because I think you're so right about that entrepreneurial sort of drive. And, and actually, in my experience within technology, I, I seem to see it it's quite common, actually. A lot of people who get into technology seem to have, because you've, you're always wanting to learn, aren't you? You've got to be naturally inquisitive and naturally um, wanting to learn and, and push yourself if you want to stay up to, you know, up to speed with advances in technology. And I think that sort of comes hand in hand with that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, if you're willing to learn and invest and be, be passionate about something, um, just taking that step, I guess. It, 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 it is, um, you know, that, that, that first step often looks a lot more daunting than, than it actually is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's good to, uh, in, in, in my case, I, I sort of had the, the benefit of, of some of the, some of my experience, you know, it, it, it certainly helps, you know, 
having had the previous knowledge of you know building a team within a corporate culture for example you know it it, it, it does give you that sort of benefit but but of course nothing quite prepares you for for actually <clears throat> working in an environment where there is no safety net and it is just you and you know um it's it's kind of make or break yeah 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 no i mean and, and really well done and so that, that probably leads quite nicely because from from what you talked about you know setting up looking at cloud infrastructure storage obviously that's what you built your product around what what is your thoughts on the emerging technologies probably more specific around data then i guess and storage as a whole where, where is it moving towards so from my point of view storage is has always been um particularly compelling because um for, for for two reasons one um storage is this foundation layer that um kind of underpins a lot of the attributes of of applications and, and systems in general right so so you know the performance the scalability the the availability of systems um is typically underpinned by by that storage environment you know and and the reality is every application needs to store state needs to store data somewhere right and you know nobody ever in history has ever used less storage over time they always use more storage over time um but but just just to sort of take a step back um storage is also one of those things because it underpins all of those things it needs to be reliable and therefore what we've seen over over sort of you know computer history is that while there have been big um advancements in storage you know and and whether it's in in hardware or or or, or algorithms or or, or techniques etc um storage tends to iterate a lot slower than say you know compute or or, or networking or or you know say web technologies um and that's because there is there's is just a lot more legacy on that on, on, on a lot more architecture based on that storage layer um so, so in many ways, when it comes to you know um, storage systems, the processing of storage, the the, the algorithms for 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 moving data efficiently, um, which which is again you know one of these key drivers in in cloud environments, um, those those sort of problems are actually really hard computer science problems to 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 address, and and there is there is a lot of innovation in that field to to power. The type of um, the type of uh, uh, technology and the, the the way the the computing industry is is heading towards, right? Whether it's um, you know the technology to make uh, data and APIs available um, on on mobile devices or or remote computing devices, whether it's the the ability to to be able to allow applications to, to scale, you know, we're we're we've moved away from the concept of having, you know, a single server that you spend lots of money and scale up and put lots of uh, components into, to provide that performance with the speed to to very distributed environments and and, and often, um, organizations are global or or they're they're, they're spread over over large uh, geographies, um, and you know the data needs to be. Um, distributed and it needs to be accessible and it needs to be you know different caching technologies replication technologies data protection technologies will all come into play 
um, in that space. So, um, you know, storage is obviously an area I'm, I'm particularly passionate about, um, and I'm passionate about it because it's it falls in in my view it falls into this this sort of class of technology which 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 is called sort of um, deep tech. So so you know the thing where um, and, and there are you know a number of other things that fall in in this in this group like. Um, uh, machine learning and, and robotics, for example, and, and quantum computing, which are all which are all um, you know still large computer science problems to to address, where um, people are actively making enormous breakthroughs now that that <clears throat> will have transformative effects over the next you know five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, and and again, that, that's super interesting when I think about. When I've spoken when I speak, I, I do a lot in cyber, for example, and, and storage and cyber. Right. I can imagine they're incredibly closely related when it comes to, well, if you're storing a lot of data, you've got to keep it secure, and and that's and it sort of goes hand in hand. And and what when I was speaking at a conference the other week, someone asked me my thoughts on well, what does data actually add when it comes to thinking about advancements? And for me, I related it to things like AI. Artificial intelligence can only progress if you've got more data going into the algorithms and the programs to learn and to get more data in, you've got to be able to store it. So it, it's, it's one ecosystem rather than independent parts. And then you've got to keep it secure as well. Otherwise you're opening to, to, to cyber hacks and all the rest of it. Of so, you know, and, and, and like you said, that deep, deep tech where, where machine learning and quantitative uh, or, or computing you know, it is only advancing at a, at a rate of knots, I think. So, you know, if you are a STEM graduate and you're, you're, you're thinking about advancements, I, I personally think that the days of sort of generalist uh, development, for example, where, where you, you may want to be a specialist developer, that's sort of going now, you know, because of polyglot engineering and, and you, need to be, you need to have a, a much wider skill set. But actually thinking around specializing either within storage or cyber or 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 an actual area to become a subject matter expert um you know do you see that when you've been building your teams what, what is it that you specifically look for um that that would resonate to, to graduates so, so so that last point is is really important i agree with you you know the Systems are, are by their very nature, so much more distributed nowadays, um, and you don't have those typical, uh, you know, silos that that maybe used to be so prevalent, perhaps even ten years ago. You know, so so for example, um, developers are working with DevOps teams and <clears throat> oh, sorry, apologize. Um, are working with DevOps teams and have so much more input into um, their infrastructure environments, their 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 storage, their security um, environments, their their computes, their networking. Um, it's it's um, it's no longer a case that you know a developer has a particular niche, like you mentioned, and just has some other team that does the other stuff around him. Mm. So so you know if if you're um, if you're developing. Um, front-end uh, systems, you need to have a really good understanding about the APIs and how you're interacting with those back-end systems. And if you're developing the back-end systems, you have to have really good understanding of, of, of the, the, the different distributed technologies that, that, that you're using on, on, on those back-ends. And so, you know, 
the 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 important thing is actually um, when we're when we're hiring is we 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 aim to find um, people who have a good understanding of the foundations. That having that having um, having a niche is obviously important to be able to lead development in certain areas, for example. Um, but having that that um, broader knowledge of of how those systems interact and and, and how the different components uh, work together is is so important when it comes to you know defining best practice, defining um, um, not just how your system is going to work the day you develop it, but also how you do those what we call you know day two operations. How is is your system supportable? Is it maintainable? Can you actually do an upgrade without it, without without your system being offline? You know those, those sort of yeah. basic things, and 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 that can only happen if you have that that broader experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I couldn't agree with you more. So, last questions then. Thinking around future job roles, you know, a number of the, uh, our listeners may be starting their university degree, so so they'll be on the job market in three, maybe four years' time. If, if you were to navel gaze or, or future predict, where, where would you think future jobs, the, the, the evolving tech jobs might be, might become? Well, I know this is, this is probably going to sound a little cliche, but I think, you know, software really is eating the world. We've, we've moved um, beyond um, having hardware appliances that are focused on particular tasks, you know, so, so nowadays, um, I think we we kind of apply a software persona to um, a, a platform, whether it's in a data center, in a cloud, or or even just managed services. Um, and so, more than ever before, certainly uh, software is is should be the focus, um, and consider software options in areas that were traditionally hardware in the past. Yeah. So, so, so for, for, for example, nowadays, um, you know, the best networking systems, the best security systems, the best firewalls, the best storage systems um, are all software driven components that, yeah. that can operate in these different environments. So, so that's, that's uh, an interesting uh, trend. The, 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 other, the other thing I would, I would suggest is, you know, um, don't limit yourself to to opportunities in any particular geography, because one of the one of the, certainly one of the things that COVID has done has probably meant that um, every organisation everywhere has now learned how to work remotely in a way that maybe would have been alien to them even just a few months before. Yeah. Um, so so I would I would certainly um, you know look for. Uh, look for uh, uh, roles further afield than, than what you typically look at because um, I think I think uh, you know we're 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 no longer bound by physical geographies in the same way that we used to before. Yeah, yeah, and again, I, I totally agree with you on that point as well with geographies and and the software driven. Um, although interestingly, I think there's a few people who who have got theories that again, with artificial intelligence, that the, the traditional developer role may even start becoming obsolete as, as AI starts being able to do core development. So again, then thinking about software from a storage capacity or from a site security or from a networking and actually what, what 
is it that the human intervention can do that AI can never do? And I think a lot of that is around trust, mm. isn't it? Trust with the clients, trust with, with, with what we're actually trying to develop. It, it, it is trust. Um, but you know, one, one thing that's very underrated is um, the person that's able to translate customer requirements or end user requirements into actual technical requirements, right? Um, and, and, and this, you know, applies whether you have AI, whether you're doing back-end, front-end, or, or even just user interfaces, but the, you know, it's, it's often taken for granted and it's, and it's often, um, uh, you know, not necessarily um, the first thing you think of when you're building a team. But it's 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 almost certainly um, going to be the 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 thing that decides whether your product or whether your project or whether your your technology is successful. You know, in in say twenty years ago, you you you'd have a an analyst or a business analyst that that would formally have that role and, and be doing this. Yeah. Um, now nowadays, that 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 function is often subsumed into 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 the developer role, um, and and it's really important, you know, specializing in that is, is actually a superpower. Yeah, yeah, again, I couldn't agree with you more. Communication skills along with understanding, yeah, how to translate business needs and, and almost plain English into technical specs and, and uh, being the, the, the intermediary there. So, Alex, thank yeah. you. It's been really, really interesting. And, and it's great to get your thoughts again from from the angle of storage OS and, and where you've become very, obviously very passionate about. Um, and it's, and it's an, you know, an incredible field to be in. Um, so, you know, it's, I think it's one of the future proof areas as well, isn't it? It's only going to grow and be more, more essential and, and be more, um, uh, yeah, clients are going to need to think about how to improve on it. So yeah, thank Definitely. you. <clears throat> And, um, and that's another episode of our Future Tech podcast series. It's um, going to be posted on our YouTube channel, on our Spotify channel, and on the career portals of the universities that we're partnered with. So again, thank you, Alex, for your time.